Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. We're super excited about this podcast today. Uh, Bud and I sit down with my husband, Jim, and our very good friend, Jen Griever. And so uh, we just chit-chat about all things running and even non-running. It's a great episode to take along with you for a long run or if you just want to grab a drink and relax. Uh, We're going to take you along with us as we talk about um, our favorite drinks, some of our favorite things, Uh, getting ready for No Business 100, the Stillhouse 100K as well, Uh, and just having fun. It's been a rough week in our worlds, and uh, we're just here to relax, have a good time, and we hope you enjoy it as well. So here we go. (laughs) all right so y'all can hear me good right yeah yeah how do we sound you sound good i can barely see jim though i know y'all should y'all should be closer oh you can't see jim oh there you go there he is now i can see him okay (laughs) we're outside on the it's like date night we've got like drinks and no kids nice man that sounds awesome (laughs) they're they're three feet away but (laughs) All right, so uh, first off, um, hey, Lauren. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jim. How y'all? Good. How are you, bud? I'm good. So, Jen, you're smiling really big. What's going on? Oh, I'm at the beach. Okay. <laughs> okay, bud's recording. I see. I'm like, wait, we're, we're starting the podcast, but we're not hey. recording. No, bud's this, on. Yeah, we're okay, recording. So, so, Jen, I'm jealous. She's at the beach. Are you, like, on the beach as we speak? No, I thought about it, but I was worried about the ocean sounds being too much in the background. So mm. I'm just, we, we just got back from eating and I got a little bit settled in bed. I'm letting him have some tablet time before bed uh-huh. and I'm just sitting out on the front porch. So what did you eat? Uh, we actually, uh, not specific to the beach at all. Tonight we went to Mellow Mushroom, so... Um, my brother's coming in tomorrow, so we're probably going to do like a big crab boil here at the house. So we just went and did something non-beachy tonight. So we had pizza. Cool. So what are you (laughs) drinking? Uh, I am drinking some red wine. Okay. Red, red wine. Hey, what was that big picture of a beer you showed me earlier? What was that? Oh, yes. Um, that was a Breckenridge nitro pumpkin spice latte stout it was okay it was not as flavorful as i like my stouts to be but it was in the fact that it was a pumpkin beer it was good because it just had a just like a like a hint of you know pumpkin and fall it wasn't like overwhelming so mm. but it was really it was a really beautiful pour because it was a nitrous it had like just a really nice head on it it was good Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lauren, you had something pumpkin spice today, didn't you? Uh, But I did. (laughs) I did. Uh, I actually went by Nashville Running Company to get the last minute little supplies for the upcoming weekend. And uh, we were driving home and Jim's Mm -hmm. like, I need I need some coffee. And so, you know, we pull into the Starbucks. I'm like, I'm going to do it. 
I am going to get a pumpkin spice latte. And so I was really pumped up. My first ever, I was, you know, expecting it to be like a really like aha moment. And so that I would get why everybody goes crazy over pumpkin spice lattes. So we ordered it, got it in my hands. Jim even filmed me taking my first sip. Hoping that she threw up. (laughs) (laughs) He thought I was going to like gag and spit it out. I took my sip and I was just as Jen had put it, very underwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, this, this, this is why everybody goes crazy over. Like, I don't know, it was just okay. Like, I probably wouldn't order it again. I don't know. It was okay. I didn't really enjoy it. I ended up giving the rest to my son, who doesn't even usually have caffeine. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I, I just, mm, I don't know. Didn't do mm. it for me, bud. I don't well, know. Sorry. I hate, I, hate, I hate to hear that. <laughs> Do you have any? Are you, are you drinking anything else right now? Of course I am. Are you I am tell me or what? A very sad concoction, a very nice bourbon, Kentucky mm. bourbon that was gifted to Jim. And all I had left was a Diet Coke. <laughs> so it's very nice bourbon in some very gross Diet Coke. And that is what I'm drinking. Mm. what about you jim what does jim have anything he's just got the bourbon i got bourbon and ice (laughs) on the rock nice he also has something else that he really likes and then i have a oktoberfest sierra nevada oh nice yeah and i will say that jim brought home this beer pumpkin spice beer thing that he's been raving about so i'm like okay i'm gonna try it again it's just not for me. It's just not. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just anti-autumn. Um, Maybe you're anti-basic. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm still a bad bitch. I can't help it. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. It just didn't do it for me. So, But Jim loves it, and he drank the whole, you brought like home a whole thing, a whole it's just jug. a growler. I just drank the growler. That's yeah. not, it's like six beers. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So so that, not that's that not so bad. So, six yeah. Pints. So, there's my story about pumpkin spice and pumpkin spice latte. There it is. It's done. I, well, I guess I'm just, <laughs> I'm just basic. I don't know. <laughs> basic bud. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, River, that's who I gave my pumpkin spice latte to. He enjoyed it thoroughly. So, you know, he, he, he took great pleasure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I've got right here in this cup, um, ice, bourbon, and there's something called Frangelico. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Okay, so it, it the bottle almost looks like a little priest with a rope tied around his waist, and it's hazelnut. And you, mm-hmm. it's it's like bourbon, but it's hazelnut flavored. Yeah, it's it's a liqueur. You pour it in there, and it. Oh, look, I see somebody. Oh yeah, that's Forrest. <laughs> My little one snuck out. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that this gives a little bit of basic twist to the now, regular. See, hazelnut sounds good. I like hazelnut. It is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like hazelnut. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I tried. I did the the fall stuff, and it, you know, I did it. I, I tried. So there you go. I have a picture of myself holding. I sent it to you, so we can post the picture of me being very underwhelmed. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I love all things fall. Like fall is my favorite time of year, but I, I'm with you on the pumpkin spice yeah. latte. Now, apple cider with some fireball in it. Oh man. Yeah, that I can I can put away. That is good. I mean, I will just drink apple cider by itself, but you pour a little, you know, something in it and it's Yeah. Good. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what we had last year, bud, at um <laughs> at the polar plunge that I did with some girlfriends. Wasn't that what they were making? They were making some spice. Oh, that's right. Um, apple that's cider right. and it was so oh my gosh it was amazing so yeah mm. i'm a fan of that chili i like chili i like campfires scary awesome. movies i like all that fall stuff okay i'm not <laughs> all the way anti fall oh <laughs> uh, all right so uh yeah so this is the first time i've got jim with me so we have our friend jen here joining us and i have my husband jim and uh, we're just chilling out. We went on a little walk earlier, and uh, we did the same walk around our neighborhood, a fast walk, and Strava gave Jim the local legend status and not me. <laughs> and so I'm very bitter about that. <laughs> very bitter. So, you know, it's okay. It's just a title. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just hey, chilling. So I've got some questions here I need to ask you guys. All right, go for it, bud. Okay, I know Jen is a big music fan, so I need to start with her. So your favorite band, tell us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right now, Jen, you must tell us right now. Ah. <laughs> uh... And she stumped. Oh, I don't believe it. Well, that's, that's hard. Asking me to pick my most favorite. Yeah, it's I not can, hard at all. You have to know this. I can Come narrow on. it. Uh, I could narrow it down to five, maybe. <laughs> then tell us all five. Come on. <laughs> um, if if I had to pick one that was the the I guess the longest, most influential and favorite first love would have to be Pink Floyd. Wow. That would be okay. if I had to pick. Good one. One that has been my favorite and most influential for a large proportion of my life. That's who it would be. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us the other four. <laughs> oh, gosh. In in de descending order, in like Come decreasing <laughs> order, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so hard. No, it's um, not. You did really so, good on that first one. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm like nervous about this, why? Um, because you put me on the spot. All right. So if I had to pick number two that I have loved. The most and the longest, it would probably be String Cheese Incident. And then number three would probably be Talking Heads. And then number four would probably be Umphreys McGee. And then number five, oh gosh, maybe Dire Straits. Those are okay. all on my top five. I don't. I don't know if I'm 100% happy with how I just ranked them, but they're all in my top five. <laughs> okay. 
She's so, going to be up all night thinking about I that know. in her head. Like, oh, I text, I I... text y'all at like 2 a.m. <laughs> no, 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 I changed my mind. <laughs> so as, some, as someone who knows you, I can see the Pink Floyd. I can see that defining you. I really can. That's a compliment. Okay. Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so Lauren, same question. Oh, that's hard. Why is that's it hard? hard? Because my music tastes are all over the place. Like everyone's are. I know. Jen was naming all kinds of crazy stuff. Now you <laughs> now you tell me something. Oh, that's hard. I mean, if I go by kind of the same criteria Jen used for like the longest running, most influential, like been there all along, grew my love of music, it would probably have to be Tool. Does that make me basic? <laughs> no, that's not basic, but I, I don't. I don't believe that's long enough. I think you can go further back than Tool. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that was like, you know, end of middle school, beginning of high school, when you really, like, discover the music you like. So, I don't know. Uh, before, I don't know. I really don't. I will tell you an embarrassing music story. Okay, tell us. <clears throat> My first concert, okay, let me just, let me, okay, my first concert ever to attend, just take a guess, okay, I was in eighth grade, okay. I think I was in eighth grade, and my mom, uh, my friend, best friend's mom dropped us off, this was downtown Chattanooga, I don't remember if it was like at the UTC Arena or some, you know, something like that, and y'all want to take a guess of who it was, my first concert. Was it Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, that would have been too cool for me. This is going to be a country band. It's not country. No. Even worse. <laughs> You're going to laugh. It was uh. Boys to Men. Nice. <laughs> That's my real laugh. Sorry. Boys <laughs> to Men. Okay. <laughs> I yep. thought I was so cool. <clears throat> I'm sweating. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah so i've come a long way <laughs> hey lauren my yeah. very first concert was in the fifth grade and that was new kids on the block oh my yes second, my second concert was in the eighth grade and it was hootie and the blowfish oh so. now see that's not bad i mean you know that's like yeah, that's not. Yeah, I remember being in fifth grade and all my friends went to new kids on the block and i wasn't allowed and i remember just like Hating my life because everyone else went to do this on the block except Lauren. So, thanks a lot, mom and dad. <laughs> Scarred me for life. Hey, Lauren. Yeah. New kids on the block still sucks. You didn't miss anything. Well, I mean, but you know, it sounds good. Like, I'm oh, afraid. New kids on the block. Woo! <laughs> Jim, tell, tell me about your music. I gotta know. <laughs> One band. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I, w I wouldn't even be able to guess. I don't know. You gotta have something, man. Not been you're, very you've always got music. Ooh, I don't, don't know. Don't be embarrassed. Probably going to be The Doors. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Or... Yes. 
Johnny Cash. Oh, yes. Those are probably my two favorite. Now, people are going to think I'm a sellout, but I love when Johnny Cash covers other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so. Hurt? Oh, my gosh. God. Yeah. So. I don't no. know. Kermit the Frog probably did it better. Yeah, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, there used to be Johnny Cash playing other people's songs as covers, and you weren't somebody until he played your song. And that was like on some TV show or some crap on Hee Haw or some crap like that. But in any case, um, you know, the, the last thing he did, which was the um, when he was covering everyone's, you know, pop music or whatever. Good God, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, bud, yeah. your turn. Obviously, Deftones. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I thought you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> You're so <Nope>. predictable, bud. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> the latest Deftones, okay? The <laughs> album is called Ohms. It uh-huh. is badass. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing. Uh, so... You know, I'm also a, a guitarist, and so I love guitarists. And this past week, um, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Uh, I and saw so that. I will never. So it, in my early days, in early childhood, the very first time I saw Eddie Van Halen was on Saturday Night Live. Okay. And I will never forget seeing that. And uh, there's been all the albums, all the music. Um, they have teeny bopper sound and stuff. They don't just have metal. And they don't just have, you know, electric guitar sound and stuff. They have some really cheesy ass stuff that everyone likes. <laughs> you know, not just people like me. You know, I like the I like the metal and the the rock music, but they have all kinds of crap. Um, but you know, Eddie Van Halen was real. Um, that was a big deal for me. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if if you guys have any opinions about it, but. Jen, if you if you could name a musician or a or a guitarist or anybody, who would it be? Who is the shit, dead or alive? Who is it? Uh, well, um, personally, I think that Les Claypool is Ooh. amazing, like amazing and incredibly sexy. Also, what about you, Lauren? Well, first, I just want to let you know that sound radiating from my background is one of my neighbors out riding their four-wheeler at 8 o'clock at night <laughs> in my backyard. <laughs> so I, gotta, I live a little I, far out, okay? I got a neighbor who mows the yard at like 9 p.m., so it's... <laughs> uh, okay, so the most, like, badass, like, instrumentalist or... Anything. Who's the shit? Not Yo, just a band, uh, but... Okay. I right. love well. We've had this conversation. I love the cello. I dabbled in yes. cello, even though I really suck at it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just, I love the cello, and I can just listen to him, just playing all day long. I, w- I would be happy. Um, he's amazing. Like the way he can make a cello even sound, um, it's amazing. So, he's pretty badass. What about you, Jim? Just pure talent would have to be Prince. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can do whatever you want him to do. I mean, he could. It's just, he, just, he can pick up, up the instrument. Yes. He's up there with yeah. the best guitarists, the best songwriters, the best pianist. He can do anything musically. 
And guess what? He's a badass roller skater, you know? Oh, really? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if y'all knew that. Oh, I guess I didn't even think about it. <laughs> a man of many talents. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So, Jen, let me ask you a question. And I know we've had this conversation quite a bit. And I've named no less than 20 movies that you're supposed to watch. And I know you haven't done it, okay? <laughs> you're, so, you're so far behind. But I need you to tell me, what is your favorite movie? What resonates with you the most? So can I preface this with the fact that I don't need to watch a movie after you tell me about it because you literally give me a play-by-play of the entire movie. I, I have to jump in and say that's pretty true. That is really accurate. Okay. I feel like you've already watched it. Like, I mean, okay. The last time you told right. me about the last movie we talked about was Point Break, and I felt like I watched the movie after I left you. So, <laughs> did, did you read my Jason list? Wants to know what Bud and I talk about for you know twelve hours during pacing? It's yeah. the damn. <laughs> Ladies, all right. I've got okay. Look at this shit. I'm turning the light on. Can y'all read that? I've I've got no. my answer there. Do you see the my answer for movie? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are y'all doing? You're not following my script. Talking about point break. I was supposed to be talking about point break here. Yeah, for like every question, I've got my answer too, obviously, so I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jen, what is your movie? What is it? Okay, quintessential. Yeah. The most, oh God. The gin Jeez, movie. This what is, hard is it? Again. This is oh, really it's hard not again. hard. It's easy. Um, if uh, if I had to pick like a movie that I could watch over and over and over again, it would probably be yeah. The Jerk. Oh my God, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's classic. I don't. Oh, right. We're spies like us. One of the two. <laughs> the Jerk or spies like us. <laughs> Like when they come out of the centrifuge and their hair is blown back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what about you? Uh, okay, so that is hard because I love movies. Um, but the one that I just, I fell in love with, like, I mean, we're getting middle school and that I could still watch to this day over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Um, I love Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. It is my favorite movie. I fell in love with it. And I mean, I've seen it, I don't even know how many times. I mean, I could probably repeat it word for word, bud style, you know, to you play by play. I don't know. I just love everything yeah. about the movie. I love Stephen King and I love that genre of movie. Uh, and storytelling, I just, I love it. And so, I mean, there's lots of other movies I really love as well, but that one is one of those that, like, I just, I love watching it over and over again. And I'm not Man. usually that way with movies. Yeah, that's a, a very good movie, very well written, mm -hmm. and the storyline hits with me. It's just a super hard story, though. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really tough, but it it's got a lot of really, really interesting points about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Jim? And it has to be non-X rated, okay, Jim? 
and, <laughs> and by non X rated, we mean not homemade. <laughs> oh, yeah. So don't... <laughs> <laughs> Probably the devil advocacy. The devil's advocacy. Mm. Devil devil's advocate. Advocate. Yeah. yeah. That is a good one, too. I do enjoy that. It has a little bit of everything. Or, oh, brother, I'll, 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 oh, brother, yeah. where art thou? Oh, brother, where Yeah, I love Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, that one's yeah. good. So that that one's like a play on Homer's Odyssey. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. 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 That, yeah, love that one. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> That's funny. You're not bona fide. Oh, well, wait. Okay, before Bud tells us his favorite. Okay, all of y'all. You fuckers y'all already Netflix, read it. Right? I mean, you already know me. Oh, yeah. Point break. Yeah. Okay, we already stole your thunder. So good. Okay. So <laughs> if you have Netflix, you have to watch My Octopus Teacher. Oh, I heard about that recently. Did you watch it? No, but I heard about it. Oh. You have to watch this. It's a documentary. And I'm not even going to say anything more. But you two specifically will love it. I mean, it was amazing. Watch it. It's kid-friendly, too. Your kids may get bored because it's not, you know, as exciting. But for it, you will love it. Just let's leave it at that. We'll come back and discuss it (laughs) in a later podcast. Yeah, okay. So, bud, since um, Jen stole your thunder about Point Break, uh, (laughs) is there a runner-up? movie you would like to tell us about yeah and people aren't going to like it but there's a remake of point break and i really <laughs> like that too <laughs> i feel like we need to go and watch the original is way better you know what you need to go watch you remember what we watched a few months back? I was like, I've never seen Running Man. It was like on Netflix with Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger yeah. in the 80s or whatever, 70s, yeah. 80s. Oh my 80s. God. It was so like that was awesome. corny and bad, but in a good way. Like, I, know. I really enjoyed and that was it. was a Stephen King's movie. Yeah, it was. It actually, yeah. A Stephen, yeah, I actually <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I'm sorry, so. Stephen King's novel. Yeah, this based on the yeah. story. So. Yeah, so the reason why Point Break is so good, okay? The original. This is like a guy who's undercover. He has to go in and bust these guys, but he likes them. They become his friends undercover, all that stuff. And he's torn between turning them in because he's an FBI agent or being part of their group or whatever. It's about friendship. It's about loyalty. It's about crime. It's about whatever. But it's, you know, it just, it, it hit me at a time in my life when I was you know, a teenager, and it was a big deal. So it's a good movie, Point Break. All right, it's got a lot, got a lot of good points about it. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any case, moving on. All right. <laughs> so, Jen, this doesn't have to be an athlete that is in any sport that you like, but who's your favorite athlete? Um... That's hard. 
I'm glad he's starting with you, Jen, because it gives know, me extra right? time to think. I'm like, huh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I could pick like a favorite athlete, but um, I have been following Katra on Instagram for a while now. And awesome. I, Dang it, Jen. <laughs> I just ordered the book and I'm super excited about reading it. <laughs> Still so, my thunder tonight. I heard it's a really good book and I'm excited to read it. So I don't know. I don't know if I can just pick a favorite athlete, but I'm so, excited to read her book and she's very inspiring. So Catra was at Tahoe when I was there and someone from Chattanooga said, oh my God, Catra's going to be there. So I sent them a selfie and I was like, you mean her? And I, it was me <laughs> with Catra. <laughs> So she's running Moab 240 right, right now. now. Right now. Yeah. Was, I was tracking her earlier. She was Bib 200, yeah. and I think she probably is close to being done. She's going to be at Bigfoot 200. Wow. So excited. But yeah, okay, so Jen, she was on my list. I was, like, going through my head of people, mm -hmm. like, I enjoy, and she was on the list. I mean, oh, that's hard. I don't know if I can pick, like, a favorite you can like, pick her if you want. Like, That's well, fine. she I love following Katra. I, I first found her on Instagram and then, yeah, read the book and followed her, love her. Um, I mean, I also love Courtney DeWalter. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, she's yes. one of my favorite because she's just so down to earth and she's such a badass. And it's, um, I mean, beating men, you know, <laughs> like with 200s and all that. Like, just... I love following her because she's pretty amazing. So those are, I like following, you know, people like that. There's lots of others, you know. I was even following David Goggins. He was running um, Moab 240. He was in second place the whole time. I don't know how he finished. Um, I know the people are split on him. Like, you either love him or you hate him. But I just enjoy following a variety of people, mm -hmm. like, in all ranges, you know. Not necessarily elites, but, yeah. So Lauren, I'll, I'll, let me good. follow. Let me follow up on this real quick. So there's one thing about Catra. So I, we need to explain to the listeners. So Catra Corbett is a ultra marathoner. She's amazing. You can follow her on Instagram, and uh, she's done Moab several times. She's done all the big races several yeah. times, and she has a really interesting backstory where she has pretty much recovered as a like a heroin addict and she is ultra running. Yeah. So some of my most favorite quotes from her are that, uh, you know, running is not the same thing as therapy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, we, we run because it makes us feel good or we pretty much, uh, de-stress while we run. It is not a substitute for real therapy. Right. You know, if someone has a mental condition or a health condition, then they need therapy. They need to get therapy. And running can be something that alleviates stress, it can, but it is not therapy. Yeah. And that's, that's really super important. But um, at Bigfoot, the number one thing, if Catra is there, the number one thing that I believe is going to impress you the most are the people she hangs out with. And that's something that you probably will see a little bit in her if you follow her online, 
But mm-hmm. when you see her at a race, she's going to have a group of people around her that are top notch. And these are the most down to earth people. They're gorgeous, beautiful souls. And they will absolutely be your lifelong friends when you meet them. And so that's something that you're going to have to experience in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. And surprise listeners, you'll probably saw on the Facebook page, Jim and I are going to be at Bigfoot 200. Um, so yeah, we're totally excited about that. We can talk about that later. But yeah, I was super excited when I, when you know, you're it's a lotto. And so you're looking at the entrance and I'm like, Katra's going to be there. I mean, I knew she probably would be, but I was very excited. It's like fanning, fangirl. Ah. Fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's exciting. So. so, Jim, who's on your list? Favorite athlete? I see whispering going on. Yeah, there was a little, little discussion. He was asking me a question, but I don't know what the answer is. So, I don't know. Undecided. Oh, undefined. Undefined. That's so okay. So our son Avi with autism, um, when he when someone asks him a question and he doesn't have an answer, it's not that he doesn't know the answer, so he can't choose an answer. He says it's undefined, like in math, when there's not an answer available. It's not that it's zero or you don't know. The answer is undefined in his mathematical brain. So today at National <laughs> Company, someone you know the they were talking and with the owner and Lee was, um, he was like, well, what's your favorite color, Avi? And he was like, that's undefined. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So we decided when we don't want to give an answer, you know, can't decide it's that's undefined. So Jim says that's, that's undefined. <laughs> wow. So, um, <laughs> I have my answer written here and okay. you guys have probably heard me say this before, but, Maybe you don't remember. I don't know. Um, I have met some elite athletes in some of the races I've done. And I'm nowhere in their category, obviously, but I've bumped into them and talked to them and, and that. But this particular person is a trail runner and they're, they're not in my circle. They will probably never be in my circle. I probably never have a chance to meet them. They live in England. And uh, so this is Nikki Spinks. That's my favorite trail runner, also athlete. Um, there's a documentary on YouTube you can watch called Run Forever. And she does the double Bob Graham. And so we've talked about fell running. And somewhere uh-huh. in Wales, they've got these hills and all that stuff. Um, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have all the exact details. So I'm probably way off. But some dude named Bob Graham ran a route. And it was through the hills there in Wales and all that. and I don't remember how far it actually was it, you know, probably like 60 something miles or whatever. And he did it back in the seventies or whatever. Some other guy did it in the eighties or whatever. Nikki Spinks did it recently. When I say recently, probably within the last three or four years. And she set a record on it by doing it twice. She did two loops and she had the support of all the original people who, who actually ran it. And there's a doc, there's a documentary called Run Forever put out by um, in- Innova 8, and you can watch it on YouTube. And I think, did we watch that, Jim? I you think we have. watched that yeah. a long yeah. time ago because it was an Innovate. Um, right, 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 right. She's a, um, she's a breast cancer survivor. Um, she's also a, a farmer. And 
just everything about the documentary just really, really sunk in with me. And her, her friends yeah. were helping her. They, yeah. She, she had all kinds of people uh, supporting her, and she she set the record on that. So um, I, that's just always really inspired me. Um, also, the the way that they, they do fell running, and I, I don't know why they call it that, but, you know, there's hills and mountains in Wales. It's, uh, you know, an island, whatever, with you know, all the topography and stuff. And they, they, they power hike up the hills and they run down the mountain. Mm -hmm. And so it just seems like it really fits my style. You know, I don't know, <laughs> but, but it's, yeah. it's out in the open. That's the only thing that doesn't fit yeah. my style. It's like, I've got to be in the woods where I'm fucking lost yeah. and you know, out there they can see everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do want to someday visit the fell region and run the felt like yeah. I, I've watched a couple of different documentaries just about kind of on the, it has a long history of trail running. And so, um, yeah, that's always intrigued me that area. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. Okay. okay. Um, something, something else happened recently and this was on October the 3rd, 2020. Uh, but our good friend, Kara Molitor set an FKT. I, saw that. I just yes. saw that. I've been off Facebook and I've been checking just like sporadically in case, you know, something yeah. mentions me. And I just happened to see that today, actually, that she posted something about FKT and I didn't even have time to, to look at the details. But that's pretty awesome. Would you like the details? <laughs> yes, bud. Please give okay. us the details. <laughs> I, ha I have Mr. them wrote down. Okay. So... Three hours, 34 minutes, and 28 seconds. That's the women's FKT from uh, Nolan to Clingman's Dome. From Nolan to Clingman. Now, what is Nolan? So there's uh, um, Nolan Creek, which okay. is a side trail, and it goes all the way to Clingman's Dome, and it's a section that she holds the FKT for now. Awesome. And how long is that section, roughly? I don't even know. I don't know. Well, see, now you're asking me too many technical questions. Well, I, I thought you were Mr. Boy Scout prepared, but right, that is so, awesome. I mean, regardless, that we know that terrain around Clingman's. It's I uphill mean, along the whole way. That's, that's intense. Yeah. Very, so, very, yeah. very technical, steep uh, terrain. And so I can imagine that that trail is pretty crazy. Right. So she practically went from a low-lying section to the highest section in the Smokies yeah, is what she did. That's awesome. Yeah. I know that she's been running out there a lot and really mm -hmm. uh, training hard and pushing for some FKTs, so I was, I was happy to see that, yeah. Right, and I think her scar attempt, um, they had bad weather or something. Yeah, I and, think she's going to push it back, yeah. But I think, you know, you have to look at it, and when you're doing an adventure, you have to make a wise decision. You know, you don't want to be yeah. out there and get stuck in a thunderstorm and just, you know, die on the freaking mountain. You've yeah. got to, you got to pick your battles, you know? Yeah. That is awesome. Look at us. We know these elite famous people setting FKT. I got a local legend sitting next to me, you guys, around our neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going to let him live that one down. <laughs> I'm going to go out tomorrow morning and do it faster just so I can steal the title. <laughs> you could take him to bed if you want to. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> but I picked up a local legend. Give him a t-shirt. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's awesome because for myself, I mean, something like that, like what Kara did, that's not something that is probably I've ever even thought about aspiring to because I know yeah. like her who are super strong athletes, super fast. This is like the year of FKT because races have been canceled and everything. I know a lot of people are focusing on FKT. And I mean, just everywhere, left and right, uh, you're hearing about FKTs, which is awesome. I don't think I will ever experience that. So it's fun to experience that through friends, you know, and to see them do these amazing things. So pretty cool. Pretty well, cool. I hope it brings the light of true trail running back. Oh, yeah. Instead of all these races being sold out all the time, it's just like you can go to your backyard and run these trails what people just forget about yeah doing it self-supported style Self, yeah. i mean this brings it back to what was going on in the early 90s especially around here i mean like matt sims and stuff like that i remember seeing him in chattanooga i'm paddling north chick and he's out running these trails what are old mining roads mm-hmm. it's it's I yeah mean, before it became kind of what it is today right. it's a little different yeah this is crazy yeah that's a that's a real good observation yeah yeah so Jim, uh, wait go ahead, wait go i ahead. gotta add in y'all okay now listen i don't want to blow any surprises or anything but y'all are signed up for the still house right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that was not very enthusiastic yes we're, we're signed <laughs> up <laughs> okay okay so jim okay y'all we have no business in how many days? Five days for now. So if he survives the hundred, he's like, well, I feel good. I kind of want to do the still house only because he loves that area. Being a whitewater yeah, yeah. path growing up, you know, in Chattanooga, he loves those trails, the area. And so he's like, well, if I feel good. So I will be at the finish line with beer. Okay. I'm not running it, but Jim might. We'll see how the hundred goes. So here's Maybe. the tricky thing about still house. Uh, so it's a 19 hour cutoff, 62, 62 miles on the Cumberland Trail, right? It's the upduck course. That's intense. So the start is down in Old Saudi. So the first two miles are up, you run up Hotwater Road before you get on the trail. Oh, they're doing that. Okay. That's the kicker. It's, it's a midnight start. So oh. y'all have fun. <laughs> So unless you're like a crazy person who can sleep before a big race like that, yeah. we're going to be starting on like tw- already 22 hours of no sleep. And I didn't know they're running you up hot road. That's pretty 20, 22 hours. Yeah. So That's I got to work that on Friday. So it's going to be an adventure. I'm excited about it. It's going to be yeah. an adventure though. Okay, I'll be there cheering you on. And <laughs> I'll be cooking food and I'll be crewing everybody. That's yeah. Okay. Right, because you're like this is like a self-supported, and you're not allowed, right? We are currently signed up for the self-supported. Okay, I need, I need to t- I need to have a powwow with Bud about that. <laughs> <laughs> is that self-supported so, or unsupported? Yeah. So, so the self what we're signed up for right now is the still hand entry, where you cannot get any support anywhere in the whole thing. You can't have a oh, drop bag. So, whatever you need for 62 miles in both night and day in december you have to carry on you the whole time yeah 
So water so, filtration. Yeah, water. So, then there's plenty of places stop. to filter water. Yeah. It just takes time, like we learned in yep. SCAR. I'm thinking about doing SCAR in 19 hours, and I'm like, <laughs> like, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Love well, you guys. A, 19 hours, it ends up being like an 1830 pace, average pace, okay. which I think is, is doable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be there cheering. <laughs> yeah, so if Jim Jim feels good, he may give it a go, and I get to be the one, the cheerleader for once. So, yay! <laughs> but we'll see. We're five days out from the hundo, so a lot, a lot could happen between now and then. I haven't ran a race yet, so I don't. Have this a will clue. be Jim's first official race. He is doing Couch One Hundred. Uh, so our One Hundred starts on Friday. I feel I just told him, you know, prepare to suffer prepare to wake up when it's done and you know feel like your body's broken in a million pieces but you're going to feel really good mentally so you got the runner's high when you wake up the next day so that's good mm. so he's going to rock it so these are all trails that we know really well and Jen you covered them when you did your self-supported thing mm -hmm. with Jeff a while back right mm -hmm. yeah okay yep done and, the whole thing wow. yeah I've I've done the whole thing in little pieces and sections, and so add them all together, and I don't know if that gives me any idea of what I'm in for or not, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It, to me, um, the 19-hour cutoff seems a little bit uh, strict. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt we can do it. I mean, I can I can freaking do it in 22 and a half hours or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But it, it'll be fun. I don't give a damn. We're going to do it, you know. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so I, I recently made a purchase. I bought one of those Pelican cases. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it wasn't just Envy, but yes, it kind of was. Oh, it totally was. Yeah, because cool, cool people have them and stuff. We've talked so about this, yes. We, we have. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like traveling and luggage and uh, things of that nature. So um, I maybe in the last couple years, I started getting like good stuff, not just shitty, just regular shit. And so um, the duffel bags that I really, really like are North Face Base Camp. I don't know if you all know what those are, mm -hmm. but, but they're they're like plasticky on the outside mm -hmm. and they're they're not waterproof but they're like mud splash proof or whatever yeah they they're really super durable i got a couple sizes of those and um my feeling on duffel bag packing is that you have to have like extra room in your duffel bag you cannot just fill the shit up because when you go somewhere then you've got like not, whatever if you get anything else it won't fit when you come home you got too much shit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Always pack your duffel bag like half or three quarters full. Never all the way full. Because it won't it won't go. So that's that's what I've got there. Um have y'all ever seen like Eagle Creek inner bags or stuff like that? Okay, but I'm gonna give it to you straight. Okay. What? <laughs> I spent all day packing for no business one hundred on Friday. Is it and, all in like Walmart bags? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, man, you talk about you don't like the cheap, shitty shit. Well, that's all I got, okay? <laughs> the, <laughs> the suitcases I own 
been around the globe for years and most of them are hand-me-downs before they even got to me and so like they're they're tattered okay one you can't even fly with anymore what are you talking about one of them is from avi from hong kong one oh i forgot they sent home okay one's kind of nice because when we went to adopt avi in hong kong they sent him home with a brand new suitcase filled with clothes that they had collected for him so we got a brand new suitcase uh, as a married couple for 20 years, I don't think we've ever purchased travel luggage. It's all been like hand-me-down stuff. What are you talking about? I use my hike backpack all the time for that. Yeah, I mean, I use whatever the hell's in my house, which most of it's like 20 years old. And, I mean, hey, Walmart bags. Hey, I mean, double duty, dude. You bought groceries in them, and now, you know, they can travel the world. Uh, cardboard boxes. I, right now, have all of my drop bags already made in giant Ziploc baggies, and they are sitting in an empty Amazon box, okay? Recycling, you know? There you go. Doing it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I like the shitty shit shit that you don't have to spend money on, okay? <laughs> so, we were like, um, I don't know if y'all remember, but like a couple months ago, my sisters and I and everyone, we were like clearing out dad's old house and stuff, uh-huh. and um uh my my dad recently got remarried and we had all the old stuff at his house and we were going through it he's got like steamer trunks that were my grandma's when they immigrated from italy in like 1902 and stuff and so these are like when when you talk to me about old ass luggage that's what i'm thinking of (laughs) oh yeah no this is just like from the 80s like (laughs) you know (laughs) i was i was thinking like 1880s yeah i don't have anything cool like that no this is like stuff that like oh hey this is falling apart not really have room for anymore it's yours (laughs) i'll take it yeah i mean i'm a fan of boxes i order a lot from amazon because i got three kids and i can't take them in the store with me because they run wild uh so i do a lot of amazon shopping for things cardboard boxes (laughs) so cardboard boxes work all of my uh running supplies and drop bags are sitting inside of a cardboard box right now so as we speak (laughs) cool big fan (laughs) big fan of uh plastic tubs in my car for running gear but i am going to get a pelican case one of these days and organize all of my trail gear and be like one of those super cool people. It just, it's, I just haven't had time. <laughs> it just hasn't happened for me. I what don't know. Maybe Jim. Hey, Jen, what are you looking at? What's I behind just looked you? Up, I just looked up and saw some stars. Oh, cool. Oh. Cloudy it's cloudy here. So we don't have any tonight here. Yeah. We have clouds over here in Tennessee. Mm. so recently um i'm trying to renew my passport and stuff because i maybe it's like the sense of being on quarantine and all that other kind of stuff you start to miss your freedom and so people are like doing everything they can to try and buy freedom to try and find it in little things and i think traveling and doing stuff like that even cheap traveling, it was like a sense of freedom that we were missing, you know? And mm-hmm. so, you know, my feeling is I'm this Pelican case, I'm going to travel the world with it. There and I don't is. know if that, if I need it or not, but it's like <laughs> part, part of what, I don't know. I'm trying to like acquire, acquire the trip, you know? And that's like part of it. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. 
I feel like if I stopped buying hydration packs, I'd probably have money to spend on like luggage. buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where I should Hey, I'll tell y'all this. Jonathan and I flew here to the beach and on an I was airplane. Back, on an airplane, yeah. I was back and forth on it for a while, but it was just it's with a six year old and just me, it would be eight, eight and a half hours to drive and that's just too much. It would be like two of our seven days that we'd spend traveling. So we went with the plane tickets and I will tell you, I was not worried about the plane because they have like state of the art air filtration systems on there already that they've like upgraded and all of that. But I was worried about being able to social distance in the airport. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you what, I wasn't worried about the Chattanooga airport because they have literally the entire airport has five gates, right? Like it's tiny, but I was worried about the Atlanta airport, but I have never seen the airport the atlanta airport be so desolate mm. we had oh. zero issues oh wow zero issues with keeping like 30 feet between us and everybody That's else while we were nice. waiting on the plane yeah and then neither of the plane flights were more than halfway full i'd wow. say they were like a third to a half full so we didn't even have i mean you know in a normal plane setting you'd probably have 14 or 15 people that are within six feet of you. And yeah. I think on either flight, we maybe had, you know, five. So it was mm. actually a, it's great. Yeah. It was a, I, I felt very safe doing it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That I kind of got mixed emotions about that where it feels like, okay, so you're safe from the virus, but the airport's empty. That feels sad. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I want, I want to be crowded. I want to be on a plane with people where I'm stuffed, you know? And it's like, I don't have to worry about bullshit, you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, is that is that industry suffering? I'm sure they are. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And you know, that's why tickets are so cheap right now. And I think... Um, I got to looking at tickets the other day and there's like teaser rates and I swear to God, it's teaser rates. It's like, okay, the $39 ticket or the $49 ticket. But when you actually go to try and book a ticket, it's still $600. It's not, you know, I don't know what you guys paid to get out there, but you know, Southwest was showing all these $49 flights, Mm -hmm. but that's bullshit. You know, once yeah. you actually go to pick a flight, it's like four or $500 still. Yeah. yeah. We flew Delta and we paid, I mean, it was, it was pretty typical of what it's, we usually fly out here and it's pretty typical of what it normally is. What was it? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I want to say it was, it was between seven and $800 for two people for a two way, uh, which is about what it normally is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, bud, next year for the Big Hutch yeah. 100, you fly. Yeah, I guess you're going to fly because you probably don't yeah. want to take a 20 hour van ride trip with Jim and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have to fly. Yeah. And, uh, I think we will definitely drive the van and make a big trip out of it, perhaps. Yeah. You guys, you guys drive. I'll fly and meet you out there. <laughs> and uh, it, it'll just be a big thing. It's going to be yeah. awesome. We'll see. We may change our mind. I don't know. We haven't we haven't really talked about any of the logistics so far because it seems yeah. so far away, but it's really not. And then with Corona and I mean, who knows? 
a lot of variables at play. Yeah. So, I don't know what we'll do. We'll see. I know. Um, hey, I've got something. It's kind of scientific. Okay. All right. So, you guys should be right up. You, you, you'll understand this exactly. So, I bought some uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. They were mini, and they were unwrapped in a bag. These are like for sprinkling on ice cream and like eating them, you know? Oh, the teeny tiny ones. Okay. Yeah, little bitty ones. Um, they have a slightly different flavor than the big ones. Yeah. And I was, I was trying to like pinpoint it in my mind. I was like, why is that? They're the same ingredients. But then I realized it's the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is not yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. Do you all know why? How come when you shrink a Reese's peanut butter cup, it tastes different? Tell me why. Because there's more chocolate. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you get that, Jen? I know Lauren has the physics background. Well, I no, it's not physics or chemistry. It's because Lauren really enjoys Reese's cups of all various <laughs> shapes and okay. sizes and right. has spent a lifetime consuming them. And <laughs> all right, Jen, tell me, tell me what's your answer? Why? Why does it so, taste better? <clears throat> well, so I was thinking more along the lines of math there, and you think yes. about so if you're you going think the right about, way. A, a small container of something versus a bulk container of something, right? So ideally you're using less container with a bulk because there's more on the inside versus the outside, right? So it's like capacity versus volume, I guess. Like the volume is how much is inside and the capacity is the size of the container. So if you're thinking about a Reese cup with the, the chocolate being the capacity, of the container right and then the peanut butter being the volume of what's inside i'd say you're, that as you shrink it it doesn't necessarily shrink in the same ratio yeah. yes you're you're correct but i'm going to explain it to you guys in a manner <laughs> that everyone can understand that's gonna man you're, it to yes, yeah, you're hitting it you're directly on target <laughs> okay but here's the deal the chocolate is the surface area yeah and that's squared Okay, so when it increases or decreases, it's squared. Mm -hmm. The peanut butter is volume and that's cubic. Yeah. So anytime you shrink it or anytime you grow it, it's called scale up chemistry mm -hmm. or scale down chemistry. And so volume grows on a cubic ratio and surface area grows on a squared ratio. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not like a brilliant chemist or anything, but in my line of work, we scale shit up. And so we go from the laboratory to the plant and we go from two liters to thousand gallons. That's what we do. And even up to 4,000 gallons. But the surface area of a vessel or the surface area grows square mm -hmm. and the um, volume grows cubically. So the amount of heat transfer and all that, you have to figure that shit out. But when we're talking about a peanut butter cup, okay, the chocolate is the outer surface area. And so when you shrink it on down, there's more chocolate to peanut butter. Yeah. And it tastes different. And I'm like, oh, my God, so, this, tastes, this tastes so much better. So, little, well, no. Little, okay. Now, what? listen, as a connoisseur of Reese's Cups of all various shapes and sizes, 
I have dedicated a lifetime to figuring out which Reese Styles has the best ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. And uh-huh. in my humble opinion, which is correct, <laughs> it is the... Um, the original? Is the, no, no. No? It's which the one? Easter Egg Reese's. Ooh. They Cur- are the only ones that have, in, in my opinion, okay, in my very educated opinion, <laughs> that have the perfect ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. And so when you go and buy your Easter candy, you should buy extra bags and freeze them for throughout the year. Because, the stupid, year. because listen, those pumpkin things you're going to get in your kids' candy that you're going to steal when they go to bed, you know, the pumpkin Reese's? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. not the same as the egg, okay? The Christmas tree? No, not the same as the egg, okay? The little minis, the extra peanut butter, none of them can compete with the Easter egg Reese's cups. Fight me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like Reese Pieces. He's a Reese Pieces, oh. and that just ruins it. I can't. Mm-mm, I can't. So, Lauren, I'm going to do something. Okay, bud. I'm going to measure this. And we're going to know for sure what the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is. I'm telling you, whatever it is, it's like the perfect ratio. Mark my words. I'm going to figure this out scientifically in a laboratory. The regular (laughs) peanut butter cup, the mini, and the egg, and the pumpkin, and all that. And we're going to put them all on a chart, and we're going to graph this shit. And you're going to know what it is. And I'll what be is... like, I was right. Well, and I have to tell you, I had a Reese's cup just yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I did not know we were going to talk about this. And okay. funny enough, I swear it was just your regular Reese's cup. No, sorry. No, no, no. Listen, mm, mm. I'm talking. I'm talking. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. It was a regular Reese's cup. And I took a bite and I'm like, Jim, they have changed the peanut butter recipe. Go buy a new Reese cup and eat it. They have changed. They have done something to the peanut butter. Okay. Are you serious? Here's mm. my thought. Here's his thoughts. Okay, now you may speak. <laughs> we went to Walmart to get stock for the race. Yeah, that's why we were race shopping and we picked okay. up some Reese cups. Okay. <laughs> so I bought a sleeve of six Reese cups. They were like in a sleeve. They're not the normal, regular size Reese cups. Oh, that so way? you you had to think the These ratio are, was messed up. That's no, what it stop. was. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. So you had six Reese cups in the sleeve. What was for eighty cents? Or you can go buy the two pack. What's the original for two dollars? So this is you should have. Am I not worth two dollars, Jim? <laughs> You got the whole little Debbie bats. Oh, brownies. the brownies. I did. Y'all, I'm carb loading, okay? <laughs> Don't judge me. This was my treat. And you took my treat. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> Man, this is the last time I'm bringing my husband on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I only had one, but okay. So, so it was not the right size, which correct. explains the weird taste. Exactly. Okay. I did not realize that it was not the right size. I well, was you just should trying to notice. Get it. Well, I was trying to get it down before you said anything because I'm not supposed to be eating. Well. Because it was so, his treat and I bought my own treat, but I already ate my own treat. So. 
if that was truly just the chocolate to peanut butter ratio, um, I'm cool with that. But if they changed the style of peanut butter, I'm gonna be pissed. Like, here, here's the I thing, feel bud. Like they did. bottom line is just like cooking. Let's go to cooking. Okay. If you make a batch of cookies, yeah, and then you want to make three batches of the same cookie, yeah, you can't just triple that recipe. It won't taste the same. I, know. I do agree with that. You get a different taste, and because maybe because you, the mixing and correct. the so setting. So when they truly make different batches for different volumes of Reese cups, that ratio changes in the recipes. So that's why you get different tastes when you they make a batch of just for the gas station store or the so, eggs or the Easter Christmas tray. Christmas trees, they're all different ratios of everything. So that whatever they do to the recipe to change for the peanut butter or the chocolate changes that whole taste of that whole whole thing. That's cooking. That's your chef. This your brings candidatory. me to an important conclusion. I think we should reach out for a Reese Cup sponsorship <laughs> for this podcast, bud. We've dedicated an an ordinary amount of time <laughs> to Reese cups. So I feel like we so would everyone agree that the Reese's peanut butter cup is pretty much their favorite candy? Oh, I mean, right? yeah, I mean, no. oh, really? Okay. What, what is it? Jen? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, um, first of all, I am a big fan of Reese's pieces as well. Jen. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're good. I'll give you that. They're good. Candy. If All I had right, to choose my me. favorite tell chocolate me. candy, I think it would probably be Whoppers. Really? Whoppers? I did not see that coming. You're a fan of Whoppers, or is it River? Yes. Yeah, he loves Whoppers as well. Yes. You have similar candy taste. So if you're going to make like a milkshake and you, and you put Whoppers in the blender, you get a malt. That's what you get. Right. Yes. Why have I never done this? Um, have you not? Hey, Jim, you didn't know that? I'm sending Jim yeah. to okay. the store. No, no. <laughs> yeah. that, that's so, the look. easiest way to make a malt. Because trying to find malt in a store. It is hard to find malt. So, I'm a fan of chocolate yes. malts, and it is hard to find malt powder. Yeah. Jen, you seriously didn't know that? I didn't know that. I, yeah, Your right. mind is blown. Okay. All right. When you come back to Saudi Daisy, this is what I'm doing for you. Okay. <laughs> We're have I'm gonna make you a chocolate malt and it your mind you, you thought your mind was blown, it's about to be blown. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want in on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You never heard that? My God. Man, we knew that forever. So my okay. little one is here Every and he has thing. a favorite candy. All right. What's your favorite candy? No, but specifically, what do you always get? Plain old chocolate. <laughs> oh, no, what do you always get? Peanut M and M's. That's his oh, favorite. Oh yes. Oh, he's he's been an M and M fan from day one, so he loves that. So, thing. you remember when I left that trail mix behind and the the boys ate all the peanut M and M's out of it? Yes. And that was it. <laughs> yes, that is what typically happens in my house. <laughs> yes. 
Mix. Yeah, Forrest doesn't like the M&Ms in the trail mix because once they've mixed with like the nuts, they, it's like tainted. So. Yeah, it's tainted. <laughs> with the salt and the nuts. They're contaminated. <laughs> contaminated with raisins. Contaminated. Well, raisins. That is hilarious. <laughs> All right, I've got another question. Okay. All right, so Jen. Um, do you like Campbell's soup? Um, I mean, not really. Well, I don't know. If I did, it would just be probably tomato because I don't eat mammals or birds. I Lots eat... of their stuff has those things in it. So, what about clams? Do you eat clams? I do. Yes. Do you like the clam chowder? I do, but I don't get Campbell's clam chowder. What kind do you get? I get Progresso clam chowder. Oh, you, you like the Progresso kind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the why, New, Eng why, New England style. Why do you like Progresso over Campbell's? I've never tried the Campbell's. Ah. Oh, Maybe okay. I should. That, that's... We're, we're doing that when you come back to Saturday. <laughs> you're so. going to have a chocolate malt, and then you're going to have Campbell's clam, clam chowder. chowder. <laughs> and you're like going to have the teeny so tiny Reese's. The... Not, not together. Come on. Come on. Hey, I, I do really, the nerd in me really wants to get in on this, uh, this comparative analysis of Reese's cups, though. So, I... well, let me tell you what we have to do, okay? We have to weigh a naked Reese's peanut butter cup yep. on a on like a balance. Yep. And then we have to somehow separate the chocolate and the peanut butter. Yes. Chocolate and peanut butter. And you weigh don't have this to melt stuff. it. I've what do you have to do? This. I've already envisioned do? this like 10 You lick ago. it? What do you do? So you you need an exacto knife to cut off part of the hard shell. You scoop out the peanut butter. Um, right yeah make sure and you get it all you one. just weigh the peanut butter separate from the chocolate and then you calculate what portion of the whole weight that is there you, you had to freeze it first yeah so you don't get any melted chocolate or Correct. scrapes of chocolate yeah all right my analytical chemistry days are coming back to me bud remember who did we have dr um dr lynch lynch she taught oh man analytical chemistry oh not my strong <laughs> the strongest class yeah i know so we don't have to do this to like five decimal places we can do it to like three <laughs> well i mean in case we do want to get this you know peer-reviewed i mean we gonna... peer -reviewed. <laughs> but you gotta remember there's gonna be a call wait is there a journal of like candy chemistry <laughs> let's start one we're gonna have this so precise that we're going to know which operators made the product that day. <laughs> That's what we're going to know. We're going to I just call, want to send the report to Reese's like we're, we're going to be like we'll we've call the factory and we're going to be like one of your guys is putting too much damn chocolate in this. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all been skimping on us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. That is, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> oh, bud. What? All right. So, well, let's talk. Okay. So this weekend. Yeah. Okay. So, bud, we're driving down to Chattanooga on Wednesday. We're we're yeah. sitting here tonight. What is it? Sunday night. It's uh, Sunday. and so Wednesday, Jim and I are driving down to okay. Chattanooga. Okay. We're dropping kids with Grammy, mom. 
in Chattanooga, and we'll spend the night Wednesday and Thursday morning. We're driving to No Business 200, and you are following us, correct? That's yeah, yeah. Thursday, I'm driving up, following you guys. Yeah, and so I think we're going to try to leave in the morning Thursday. Sometime. Whatever, I can do it. Okay, yeah. and then uh, get set up. Uh, do you want us to bring you a tent? Because we're sleeping in our van. Hold on a sec. There's a pretty lady coming this way. Oh, Bud found him a pretty lady. Hello. Hey, girl. <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Good. How's it going, y'all? Playing good. the big race? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Talking about Reese cups, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? She said, talking about Reese's cups. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, sorry about that. Okay. They they just got home from volleyball. Oh, cool. What were we talking well. about? The race. Yeah, I'm high, I'm high. Do yeah, you want race. me to get you a tent? You gonna sleep in your car? What are you gonna I'm do? Gonna in, I'm gonna sleep in my car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted us to bring you something. So uh, yeah. So the plan is we'll drive up Thursday. We'll spend the night, and then race starts. Um. It starts at 10 for the elites. And so, oh, uh, I think we talked about the speed goat's going to be there. Carl Meltzer, I think, is supposed to be there. We can get a selfie with the speed yeah, I'll goat. Get, I'll, uh, bring, I'll, I'll bring my broke ass speed goats and be yeah, like, Yeah, hey, you're broken speed goats. That's what I told him. You should give them to sign, you know, broken, busted ones that didn't last two months. But, uh, I'm going to hang on the van. So, yeah, so the elites start like at 10 a.m., and then they're going to space everybody kind of staggered, like, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, just to space people out on the trail and give everybody distance. And they're going to do that from 10 to noon. So I think we're going to try to get in line. we got to do temperature checks and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, so by noon we'll be running. And uh, we've been doing calculations, mathematical calculations to figure out timing and pacing and all that good stuff and looking at possibilities. And uh, Yeah, I think there's a... Um, a group or somebody who said they have a bunch of crew there and they're going to be able to drop uh, pacers off places. Okay, because where you're so, getting, where I'm picking you up, you have to run into. You got to get dropped off and run into the trail, right? Yes. They can They can drop me off at Bandy Creek, I think. Correct. They can drop you off at Bandy yeah. Creek, but you have to run into Duncan Hollow, what is roughly about... Mm, four miles i think from bandy creek on a gravel road something like that yeah Yeah. so just plan for that but yeah so we'll show you the calculations and kind of anticipating what we'll be doing um but jim and are together i don't think we'll end up together because our rhythm's totally different on the trail uh so we'll see we'll see what happens but we'll start together at least and then i'll pick bud up at some point and we'll suffer through the night together and so what was Bud's prediction of me? What? That I was on run. I was on take off too fast. Uh, he's slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. He'll probably take off too fast. Exactly. I don't know. I gotta pace myself. That's why I thought if I start with Jim, he likes to power hike to get warmed up. So I'm like, well, we'll see. It's hard for me to do that. Yeah. I feel like I need to start strong, not crazy, but strong. You know what I'm yep. saying? But you also need to remember you're doing 100 miles. Oh, so, there's exactly. that. so that's how we're starting together. So I will go kind of slow the first miles for sure. Energizer Bunny, 1990, baby. Yeah. That's I, that pays. Yeah. 
That'd be a great costume for running a hundred. Yes. Wearing the Energizer bunny costume. They should totally bring that character back. Especially for all And the Chihuahua for Taco Bell. Mm. You need to reinstate all these 90s characters. Anyways. But yeah, so that's our plan for this weekend. And we'll have to, no matter what happens, we'll do an update on the podcast, I suppose. And all that good stuff. So, we'll see. I have my little one here making funny faces. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are mom and dad doing out here? Talking and drinking and... We've been owl. It's my bedtime. What's going on? <laughs> it's like, it's already been an hour, mom. I just oh, I just went in and got a charge cord and, and checked with my parents because I was worried. <laughs> if John has his tablet, like, yeah. if he's if he doesn't have his tablet, he has no problem, in you know, if he's tired. But if he has his tablet, he'll, like keep himself up you know oh, yeah. sort of thing so i let him go in there with his tablet but he doesn't normally go to bed with his tablet that yeah. sounds like that. That's thing. We, we read before bed but um but i guess he's so he's so tired from being out in the sun that my mom said he's yeah. been asleep since like 8 30 oh good yeah so be, out. i've got a question for forrest oh forrest come here yeah i already i think i already know the answer but what is Forrest's drink of choice? What's your favorite drink? Sweet tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> Sweet tea. Oh, I was way off. What's your second favorite? Because that's the one Bud's probably thinking of. Bottle. No, what do you drink every morning? I don't, I don't like it any cold. What? Chocolate. Oh, okay. So chocolate. sweet tea, water, chocolate milk. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Better. You like sweet tea better. Yeah, I like southern. <laughs> I never, my first two kids, I'm like, you are not having sweet tea. That is the grown up drink. Never. <laughs> and then, like, my third one, I'm like, here you go, kid. Put it in your sweet cup. There you go. Make you happy. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say chocolate milk, hot chocolate. Yeah, he's or, a or fan Sprite. of chocolate milk. I'm a fan of yeah. chocolate milk. I don't drink chocolate <laughs> by itself. I only like it in the morning. He only drinks chocolate milk in the morning to help him wake up. His hot chocolate, it's like his coffee. That's he his said, coffee. Yeah. His day without it, yeah. <laughs> well, where did you learn that from? I don't know. <laughs> it helps him wake up, he says. He can't do anything without his hot chocolate, so, you know. <laughs> I do have a hole. <clears throat> Hey, well, I have a question for Forrest. So, Forrest, this weekend, Mommy and Daddy are running 100 miles. Who do you think is going to finish first? No. You don't know? <laughs> Who do you think? Both together. Well, maybe it'll happen. Sure. I thought you was going to pick Daddy. <laughs> He's a Daddy's boy. <laughs> I thought That's funny. You think Daddy's gonna finish? You don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Daddy's finish. Mommy's a dropout. Oh, kid! I gave you life. I did drop off last hundred mile. You're right, but this one, I'm going, man. I'm going. <laughs> there you have it, my seven-year-old. <laughs> Seven-year-old predictions. We still love us. We both drop out. What if we both drop out? Oh, he's gonna be so embarrassed. He won't be able to face his friends at the playground. Yeah. <laughs> he's just excited because when he goes to Grammy's house, mommy ordered him a special new Lego set to build. Oh, what is it? What kind? Waiting. Is it? So 
the Minecraft set. Ooh. It's like pirate set. Oh yeah, big deal, man. You're seven. That's good. Uh, it's an exciting time. So he's like, yeah, yeah, just run, whatever. Let me get my Lego set. But he's happy. Ooh. All right, bud. What else you got for us? You like interviewing us? Yeah. What so, uh, Jen, if you had to pick your drink of choice, what would it be? Uh, like any drink or alcoholic yeah. drink or any, yeah, we're any drink. When you come um, back to Saudi Daisy and we're sitting <laughs> on your back porch, what am I? preparing for you what is it um i mean if we're going with alcoholic drink then... duh obviously <laughs> come on um just a good old super hoppy ipa okay i can handle it i prefer it if it's a if it's a little bit of a heavy hitter so like seven or eight percent and super hoppy it's good with okay me. <laughs> all right lauren what about you uh i guess i'll go with alcoholic <laughs> yep, that's what we're talking about <laughs> okay okay i didn't know i mean i was gonna say hey i don't pass up a good shirley temple i mean i'm an eight year old basically <laughs> in a 40 year old's body no uh if <laughs> if i'm gonna have a drink i love I'm a wine person, and I, I don't really drink it as much as I used to. It's more of a rarity. Uh, I love wine, and, like, a really good oaky, buttery Chardonnay is my favorite. Um, mm. I mean, I like all kinds of wines, but if I was just, like, wanting to sit down and enjoy a drink, a good Chardonnay would make me very happy. Yeah. All right, Jim, your <clears throat> question's going to you. What's your favorite drink? Wet. <laughs> Wet. H2O. <laughs> okay, no, you got to give us more than that, man. Um, just straight by itself, good whiskey or bourbon. On the rock. So, so what would be your bourbon? That's a good question. I don't know, because usually you just drink whatever you randomly kind of get. I don't know that you have a favorite. No. Maybe you need to get a favorite. Maybe that's what's missing in your life. <laughs> Could be. Maybe that's what needs that's to complete what needs, my... He needs to have his life completed. You need to have a favorite bourbon. You're 40 years old and don't have a favorite bourbon? Hell yeah. Oh, hey. So can I give you some of my favorite bourbons? <laughs> Yes, but you can. Okay. Are you going to bring them to the race? Yeah, hey, you're going to show them. Yeah, I'm going to need them at mile one, two, three, four. He's going to be passed out by mile five. So I will bring some bourbons to the race, and you can try them, obviously, and take them with you. But this has nothing to do with any names of the bourbons are just coincidences okay if they remind you of anybody but <laughs> the number one bourbon okay and there's a lot of people that will attest to this um 
but it's called Blanton's, and it is incredible. Stop laughing. I know you're laughing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's there's, a, you know, I don't know who the fuck the family is, but obviously <laughs> their name is Blanton. But here, here you go. It's uh, Blanton's bourbon is incredible. Okay. Okay. Um, not not related to anyone you've ever met. It's just a <laughs> some family that makes bourbon. Um, it's really good. Uh, then there's, um, I think this is in the Jim Beam family, but Maker's Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That one is good. Yeah. Got yeah. it. It's not real expensive. God, it's yeah. really good. I mean, come on. It is yep. good. There's another one I like, uh, Bullet Bourbon, and it is really, really good. It's not real expensive, but it's it's so good. It's also got a cork, so you can make that noise when you pop the lid off or whatever. There you go. <laughs> oh, what's the noise? <laughs> yeah. All right, bud. So, what's your drink? Well, obviously, it's bourbon on the rocks. Uh, okay. That, okay. That's my drink. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, I think I'm empty. That's why I'm kind of loose right now. I'm thinking I'm going to buy I was, a bottle. I was empty and then I'm I know, two beers I'm in. empty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I need to buy a bottle of champagne. And then, like, if we finish first, I'm going to go back to the van and get it and, like, shake it up. And when Jim crosses the finish line, like, have it spewing, you know, like, psh. <laughs> 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 <Those confetti. laughs> Jim's like, what? I think if, if you finish first and then Jim comes in, he has to take one of those shots off you, like a, you know, where they do the tequila shot off you. Like, <laughs> like a body shot. A well, body I shot. hope he can enjoy it while I'm passed out because I told him <laughs> that if I finish first, I'll just put a blanket down at the finish line and take me a little nap and he can <laughs> run and stick when he's done. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll be passed out waiting on him. I said if I finish first, I would stop short of the finish line so she gets her buckle before I do. I'll poke her with a stick. To make, yeah. We'll see if that really happens. Sweet. No. Yeah. Jim's going to be at the end holding his buckle, being like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably cat and mouse each other. He's so fast on the uphills. I can't compete. I can't even run uphill as fast as he power hikes. But I'm a longer, like, runner at a steady state so it'll be interesting to see if we cat and mouse and all that stuff who knows i don't know as long as we both finish i mean who cares right i mean i care a little bit that's awesome what else you got bud uh are so you ready are you ready Oh, yeah, I'm ready. How many miles are you going to do, bud? It's 74.4 or something like that. Okay. Is that so right? You're going to do it. You're going to bring it all the way in? All the way in. Okay. All right, bud. Why don't you just sign up and run the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just add the marathon and go for it? Yeah. That's too many miles, man. Too many, man. Oh, my so God. I, my hope is that. Lauren has slowed down 
a little bit by the time she picks me up. That's all I'm, that's all I'm concerned about. What are you hoping her pace is when she picks you up? 16 minutes a mile. How many? Yeah, 16 minutes a mile. Okay, that's 16. what we're trying. I want to maintain overall, overall, overall. 16 stopping and everything 16 minute miles so yeah 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 we'll see what happens i never try to you know obsess over those details until the day of like i have it in my mind but i also know things can be different on race day and uh yeah we'll see we'll see yeah Yeah. i mean on on race day it's like you've got to go for broke and so you know certain things that may not be appropriate for training yeah. You're doing you're doing it on race day because it's you know one one and a half days or however long it is, and so you can kind of be like, uh, I'm not going to recover well after this, but I got to go. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it's like blisters. Fuck it. You know. Yeah, gotta, you just go. Yeah, yeah. got to have chafing. All right, whatever. Deal with it later. Yeah. And you know anything else like. And a little bit of pain. All right, ibuprofen. I know it's bad, but I gotta have it. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So we'll just see. I mean, I feel like I have prepared pretty well for it. Like I've done a good mm-hmm. job and feel pretty strong going in. I mean, I could have always done more, but I mean, I've got three kids and all the craziness that goes with it. So I feel like I've kind of done the best I could. Um, and I feel like I'm really prepared. I mean, everything's packed. I've made all the lists in advance i've double checked i've you know i'm just all prepared this time i feel like i've run enough long distance now that i just know exactly what i need and what could go wrong um so yeah i just feel prepared overall going in i mean who knows what would happen i would like to think yeah. i'm gonna get a buckle but i you know i don't want to be like oh yeah i've got this in the bag because i certainly know that's not the case but for myself i feel prepared going in that's so. great for her but i'm just ignorant i don't know i have a clue i'm yeah going to get he has here. i just told him to <laughs> like you're gonna go into the pain cave yeah you know is it 30 yeah. uh, 35 miles is my longest run and that was fine and i'm good with that it was easy you just um, gotta suffer man so the rest yeah. of it's just gonna be like well this is gonna suck yeah, yeah. Hey, just... let's go for it yeah <laughs> i know. mean yeah I... the only thing the only thing I can say is you have to keep the calories in you. And mm-hmm. so when you're not hungry, you have to eat. When you feel like you cannot eat, you have to eat. You do. And yeah. when you I do think not a beer want... has over 100 calories, right? In each bottle? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we're good. I'd, re- I'd recommend taking alcohol if you need it. You know, just do it. You know, <laughs> astronauts do it. I don't know how else to explain <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> it's good enough for astronauts it's good enough yeah for- so you don't so, think my theory about just eating a uh, double quarter pounder meal before the race would be good enough <laughs> oh, oh. I, you know that's like that's over 2,000 calories you're gonna be burning more than that you're gonna I burn like 20,000 yeah. calories you're talking about at what 150 calories an hour so oh, that's least. right you know that's borderline of right where you you're at oh you're talking about you- eating one every hour yeah, no. you need one every two hours. The McUltra. So, I can see yeah. it now. <laughs> McUltra. Jen, I, I, Jen, I saw you had a thought. What was it? Oh, I was just, uh, I was just going to add in on the comment about it being a supper fest that um, I had the privilege of supporting um, Jeff 
recently and doing his first 50, his first 50 K distance. And then also his personal best of 40 miles. And, um, wow. that's what he, he, you know, at one point he looked at me and he was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I was like, yeah. And the best thing that you can do is just accept that it sucks and it's going to continue to suck and it hurts. And it's probably not a lot of fun right now. And like, if you can like be okay with that, instead of letting that like get you down, then you can push through it, you know, but you can't like, and that's what he said. Cause he, um, he's got, he's going to attempt a hundred K at run amok here in, in November. And that's what I told him. I said, this is a really excellent training run. Cause you're going to go into that knowing what it feels like to just like, to go in there mentally knowing like, yeah, this is going to, at some point this is going to suck and it's going to hurt. And you just, it j- just does. So you got to be okay with that. You know, <laughs> See, that's the biggest thing with me is this like, I like the pain. The sucky part is going to be where I'm, I struggle with it. I physically like the pain of this, of yeah. just hurting. But when it starts to get in that deep, dark place of, just saying this sucks it's repeated and repeated uh-huh. you know 3 a.m just like keep on going keep on trucking it's just like that's that's where i'm on probably struggle the most but the pain yeah. that's where i like i enjoy that pain because well that's what... a good thing jim because you're you're in for a treat then <laughs> i mean i don't know who said it but you know you know pain's temporary so buckles are forever yeah buckles are forever (laughs) (laughs) so i'll leave i know we've been talking forever i have a kid back here going crazy but i tell you you need to read stephen king's the long walk (laughs) so like i always think now when i'm like suffering and like on a very long ultra uh, I'm, I'm like, at least I'm not in that book. And if you, I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to spoil it. Uh, it's not a fan favorite by Stephen King, but it's a good little novel. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that's very motivating for like being able to suffer for a long period of time and many miles on your feet. Yeah. So I like that book. I think of it often actually (laughs) when I'm (laughs) suffering myself. So, you know. I, wow. I would say this, that I feel like going, going through uh, long distance stuff has also given me that, that mentality to make it through shit that just sucks in my life. Oh, definitely. Or, you know, or, or like if there's some big project that I'm working on at work or whatever, and it's just feels like it's dragging on and I'm just so tired of it. I can tell myself, you know what? I know what this feels like. Yes, it sucks right now, but there's an end to it. And if I just keep putting one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, just suck it up. You mm-hmm. will get to the end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's probably something for our listeners. Because um, probably a lot of people are going through some shit at work. And so if they were running ultras or something, they can kind of relate that back to work. Yeah. And And I know I feel accomplished when I feel like, um, after I've done an ultra or something like that, or an Ironman or whatever, I go back to work and I'm like, man, this stuff's easy. I can put up with shitty attitudes. I can put up with bullshit at work because, you know, I've, I've accomplished something, you know, and, and no one else in that room has, you know. And 
I mean, for me, I'm just going to be honest. It's like a vacation, man. I don't a have vacation. my kids saying, Mom, Mom, every five seconds. I can just get to suffer like in, in peaceful silence. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Oh, so like there's a, a frog. Look what Jen froggy. found. Look at that cool. adorable frog. <laughs> so I don't know. Y'all probably haven't experienced this, but it's what I live with every day. When you have like millennial employees, they are constantly going, mom, 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 or dad. Millennials, dad, if dad. you're listening, we still love you. Please. Yeah, I still <laughs> love you. <laughs> <laughs> And now and you feel, know what your boss thinks of you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I sit there at work and it's like they're they're constantly asking for reassurance, you know. And it's like, dude, you're good at your job, you know what you're doing. But it's like mom, 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 or dad, dad, dad. And then I end up needing them to like reroute my computer to get on the network or some shit. And they're the, they're the only one who knows how to you do know, it. How to do it? And you're like, I know. <laughs> like I got, I got you a static IP address. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know? <laughs> oh, <man>. It's funny. <laughs> oh. All right, bud. We'll wrap this up. This has been yeah. so fun. I'm so jealous of Jen and her frog in the beach. <laughs> hey, we did. I did see a turtle and a little newt today on my walk and my run. So how about your still... flock of turkeys? Oh yeah, there was like a big group gaggle flock. Well, I don't know of turkeys. Yeah, I forgot about that. You had your four big old toms. You had some big toms and some hens or yeah. whatever you call girl That's... turkeys. I don't know. Yeah, so I saw some wildlife. There you go. Four winter. I think girl turkeys are called basic bitches. There, I saw some basic turkeys drinking on some blueberries, some pumpkin spice, wearing some little UGG turkey boots. The, the, the Toms had some little buns in their head. Man buns. In about one month, it'll be smoked and they'll be tasting yeah. really nice. Oh, sorry, Jen. I'm no, sorry. sorry. <laughs> She eats turkeys. She doesn't eat mammals. No, I don't <laughs> eat birds either. No, no birds. Oh, God. She doesn't eat birds. No birds. The only thing with eyeballs is fish. <laughs> I eat uh, fish and insects, I guess. And I do eat uh, amphibians. I eat frog legs. So. Frog legs, as I was thinking. Yeah, maybe some alligator tail. There you go. <laughs> That's a reptile, so she probably won't eat oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't decided on reptiles yet. It took me a while <laughs> to decide on amphibians, and I said insects. I guess I should say invertebrates because yeah, I mean, there you go. Fish, I mean shrimp and yeah, yeah, lobster and crabs and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So okay. So the takeaway here is everybody sample some Reese cups. Go watch yes. my octopus teacher, and. Um, make your bets on who's going to finish first. Make Lauren. your bets on who's yeah. going to finish first, Lauren or Jim. Piss off your millennial employees by, <laughs> by trashing them <laughs> on a podcast. Okay, Fred, what else we got for the end? <laughs> I think I'm going to make... Well, he did I, do speed dating. Speed? What are you talking wife, about? Yeah, his wife popped in. <laughs> oh, yeah, speed dating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think uh, I have to make Jim... Homemade fish and chips. 
And, <laughs> now that sounds good. Yeah, with a uh, super hoppy beer. Yes. And we have to make malt milkshakes later. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> and then we'll, yeah. And then we're going to play music on the back porch. Yes. I'm, and I'm going to get so drunk, my wife has to come pick me up. <laughs> Just be your DD. You have to call her. <laughs> How's that? How does that sound? That sounds perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Forrest again. Yeah, Forrest is like, why are y'all just sitting here talking about like he wants nachos? Things? He's hung. Yeah, we ate nachos. an early dinner, and so he's like already hungry again. So. <laughs> Our kids never stop eating. <laughs> hey, are, are y'all able to hear my guitar? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Can you hear that? Why that sounded like SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> Bud's like dying on the inside right now. Hey, nothing tells the truth better than leggings, drunk people, and small children, okay? That's true. So I'm playing SpongeBob. Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. He said I was going to drop out my race, so, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, bud, Jen, yeah. thank you guys so much. This was so yes. much fun. I have to go feed some hungry kiddos now. Yeah. <laughs> Before <laughs> <laughs> they start eating each other, I don't know. <laughs> Up later in the week. Okay, guys. <laughs> right, Jen, enjoy your time hey, at the beach. Hey, I'm sure I will um, uh, send you a good luck message before then, but here's my official. Both of you guys got this. I believe in you. You're going to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Bye bye. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye.